and welcome back, you beautiful ladies and gentlemen. You tuned in to Relax and Listen, where Josh speaks about video games and recent gaming news. So, golf. A sport that nobody really thinks of unless you're bored out of your mind to watch someone else hit a tiny-ass ball across a field you can't possibly see without a pair of eagle eyes. Nintendo just released another trailer for Mario Gold Super Rush showing us more prominent gameplay features that we'll expect. First, we have the scan function that lets you see the terrain before you hit the ball. Obviously, motion controls are a thing if you want to engage your body. It's all seeing a charger chug be on the roster. I think he needs to go to a different sport he's more fit for, if you know what I mean. Alright now, the gimmick modes we can play are speed golf which allows you to go at the same time with others so you won't wait. Of course, it wouldn't be a Mario sports game without the inclusion of item pickups or powers, making it so the game adds another layer of depth of unpredictability to any match that is played, depending on the characters you choose. What intrigues me in this newly introduced mode, Battle Golf, is that you have these 9 holes in an arena you'll swing at before the other players reach 3 points to win. How you go about achieving victory is determined by your creativity and wits. And just having that free option to pick and choose where you want to send the ball to is great. Then there's the single player that you can practice your shots in, level up your me, and interact with the townspeople. I'm genuinely excited to get this game for sure. Today's biggest story is Time Splitters is coming back after Deep Silver, the publisher, announced on their official Twitter page that it's set to make a welcoming return with the OG team free radical design at the helm. Here's what they had to say. You asked, and we listened. We have been working on plans to bring the Time Splitters franchise back to life, and we are pleased to let you know that we are setting up a new Deep Silver development studio to do just that. Free Radical Design is reforming and will be headed up by Industry and Time Splitters veterans Steve Ellis and David Doak. Those two names they mentioned are the ones who designed and built the original games before. Continuing on, this is an exciting first step in the process. Development on a new game has not yet started, and we will update you when we have more news to share. Finally, Steve Ellis made a comment about the whole announcement and expressed his enthusiasm for this project, saying, To finally be able to confirm that the studio has been formed and that we have a plan for the next Time Splitters game is incredible. While we cannot tell you anything more at the moment, we look forward to sharing more information in the future. It sounds like that, indeed, they're getting all the resources and team needed before development starts on the new entry. My only hope is that they keep the core gameplay relatively similar in past entries. I mean, of course they would, but, you know, things can happen. But also expand upon enemy varieties and make the levels a bit more open. I'm positive I did play all three games back in the day, but I was very young at the time and didn't know what the hell was happening and even good at games in general. So I could be speaking out of my ass. I do have a fond memory for a cutscene. I think it was Time Splitters 2, where these two men are in a cave of some sort, and eventually this random ass big looking giant came out of nowhere and killed them. I was scared shitless, and I did not want to play the games because of that fucking scene. But I'm a better person now because experience watching scary stuff helps me manage my fear. We'll see if they can replicate that same feeling they gave me the first time again. 
All right, let's see. What have I been playing this week? I know for sure I played Mario Kart 8 with my sister. And that experience, like on the whole, just playing with somebody else is just fantastic. Nothing like just screaming on the top of my lungs off of bullshit Mario Kart Online. And then like with somebody else, it's like even more fulfilling because you're sort of like working together, but you aren't at the same time. Items that you can find and get could like screw over the other person, whether it be a blue shell, a red shell, or a lightning bolt, like all that all that stuff, what makes Mario Kart Mario Kart? I did find it fascinating that we even apologized to each other, like, oh, sorry, I didn't I didn't know you were there. Like there was I think it was the first game or the second game where I had the I had the horn. And I was about to use it because I heard somebody was like driving up behind me. I wasn't looking at the map. Then, you know, my sister called out saying like, oh, I'm, be- I'm behind you. And I'm like, oh, okay. I just wish the online was just better because there's so many times, so many times where I think I hit the person. I know I hit the person, but somehow, some way they just aren't affected or they have that hit animation, but they're so going. It's like they cancel, they cancel the hit out. It's like making me confused like, Am I doing something wrong? Is there just like a trick to like getting hit and then recovering? The final race that I have with my sis, I should have won. But for some reason, I don't know what happened. I hit this Waluigi before he crossed the finish line. He was right behind the finish line. And I came in first. I came in first. And then shit happened. He was like ahead of me. I was like, I was, I was already like fist pumping like, yeah, I was just getting heights, getting my body engaged. And then boom. He won instead, apparently. Even though I know for a fact, I know for a fact that I crossed that finish line first. That's online for you, I guess. Nintendo's online, to be more precise. All right, let's talk about some games that are going to be released this week as of May 25th. First off the board, we got Shimigami Tensei 3 Nocturne for the PS4, Switch, and PC. This is an RPG game by Atlas, and it looks like it has those Atlas parallel gameplay features that Persona 5 Royale kind of took inspiration from. So, has good music. Kind of like the dialogue, even though it's a little too cheesy, I feel. But overall, it looks like a phenomenal game to play if you have the time for another RPG. All right, next we got Saints Row the Third Remastered for the next-gen consoles. Now, this looks like Grand Theft Auto on steroids. There's like so much shit happening, it just doesn't really make sense. It just looks like I'm just watching this game while high. But it does look appealing for those who are interested in just running around, just shooting people, doing these all sorts of crazy mayhem like stuff you know just destroying the environment whatever compared to the original which they show in this announcement trailer it looks night and day everything's just had a big overhaul in terms of the environment characters everything so i probably would recommend this 
if you really want to give this series a shot. I myself probably won't, but judging by the million views, I think people really like this game and series. Alright, so now we have Maneater that just came out today for the Nintendo Switch. It came out a while ago. I'm not sure how long, but it has for the other older gen versions for the PS4 and the Xbox. But yeah, it's a Xbox, not an Xbox, sorry, excuse me. It's a shark game. You go around eating fish creatures, humans. What does shark normally does? Yeah, you just swim around just eating whatever's in your way like a fucking maniac as a shark normally does when they're hungry. And it looks like you could like do some tricks out of the air and that's it. I did like the opening introduction for this 13 minute gameplay footage I'm watching where this guy is interviewed, one of the bold salesmen or bold persons, I forgot what you call them. But he's like, yeah, we don't really want to live with these sharks because they're going to fuck you as soon as you, you know, decide to swim. It's like, we don't even want to exist with them. We just want to just kill them. But we can't do that on a constant basis because we're humans too. If this is your cup of tea, by all means, give it a shot. It's different, but it's not my type of different. Biomutant. A strange looking game for sure. It has those elements which the one of the developers said has like a mixture between like Ratchet and Clank, maybe like Sly Cooper, like all these other influences from other games. Combined into this animal character creation style game where it looks very gorgeous. Or I don't understand the gameplay mechanics so much. It didn't really dive into uh, the gameplay too much. You do have these mutation abilities which you can use to your advantage. Like you could spawn a mushroom so that way you could use it as a platform. Or you could use it as another utility every time you attack these enemies. But the world is pretty gorgeous and it looks like they're just trying to focus on the exploration of this world. Trying to see what's around the next corner. Going inside that room to see what you could possibly find or collect. And yeah, it's like an open world RPG game. And it looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. And what I've been seeing from the Metacritic uh, review score is it's like in the 60s. Yeah, it's an action RPG game. I'm not sure how I feel about trying to explore it. Because I didn't get anything out of like the actual game that they were trying to represent. Like the gameplay mechanics. That's like the bigger the bigger picture I see every time before I buy a game that I'm interested in. Give it a shot. We got Earth Defense Force World Brothers. A shooter game for the 27th. PS4, Switch, and the PC. It's a weird combination between Transformers, Mega Assault, and what is it? Something else. Something else that's just... I can't, I can't put it to words, but it's like a combination of those two games into this animation, animated-like world. Like a cartoon series that you have these four allies by your side and you can switch between any single one of them at any given point, depending on your health, of course. But I guess they each have their own weapon variety. One could be using a sword and shield. Another one could just be an all-swordsman or another could be just like a shooter. And you can switch between a mecha, it seems, by the look of it. And you can also go back and switch to the Anfu soldiers, if you like. The animations, it kind of reminds me of Legos, honestly. They're just trying to take advantage of the Lego formula. Like, what's in your path? Oh, I'm just going to destroy this building. Oh, there's like multiple of them? You know what? I'm going to get out of this vehicle and then I'm going to shoot on the ground and just try to flank them. So we have ourselves World Saiyan Club. It's a 2D side-scroller action adventure game where there's 12 people in this underground place, amusement park. 
and they're trapped there for a little bit until they somehow find a way to the surface in Japan and there's nobody around. So we're gonna have to like go out of our way to try to find what's happened to the people here. How are we gonna work together to overcome these challenges with 12 people in our uh, roster? So it looks, I like the stylization. It looks like a pleasant action adventure side scrolling game. Only time will tell though on May 28th for the Switch. I'm not doing any of these on the scripts, by the way. This is all just improvisational. But next we have Wonder Boy, Asha and Monster World. It's a remake and a platformer, but this time it's already out for the Switch. But now it's coming out for PS4 and PC. PC is out June 29, while PS4 is out this week, the 28th. It looks like a very niche platforming game. Kind of, it looks, it looks alive, you know, judging by the animations. But I did wish the backgrounds, compared to the character that you're using, that you're running around as, it doesn't feel like it bodes well. It doesn't feel like it just matches the aesthetic that they're going for. It does remind me of Shantae, but I never played Shantae, so I can't, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But if this is for you, get some more platformers in your life. Lastly, we got ourselves Song of Horror for May 28th for the PS4 and Xbox One. You get to play as 13 playable characters while you search for Daniel, who got himself trapped by listening to this music box. Now, in terms of the actual gameplay, you're trying to search for different clues to find Daniel, and I guess you have to explore the environment to, to the best of your advantage. But if you listen to the music box, that means the enemy is going to be in the area. So you better watch out for that. I don't know how is it going to play for 13 characters. Is it going to be if I die as this character, that means the numbers are going to start dwindling down in terms of my, in terms of like functioning as a life of some sort. It looks like it's trying to, you know, give me a scare. It comes with the territory. But if you're interested in more horror games, then check this one out. And that'll be it for me, folks. Thanks for coming in to relax and listen with Josh. As always, my podcast will be uploaded on Wednesdays. You guys stay safe, you be beautiful, and you be gamers. And I'll catch you next week with more gaming news.